Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's March 16th, 2022, St. Patty's Eve. Uh, I am Jory Myers, and I'm very, very grateful for today. Have you guys here tuning in? Um, you know, there are a couple things that I want to get started with, and I wanted to say, first is diesel prices, man. Uh, they are ridiculous. Um, you know, I want to say that it is probably $2 more then we're paying for each gallon than we did this time last year. So uh, prices, just, prices are just out of control. Uh, I want to say that the U.S. average is about $5.25 per um, gallon of diesel. Uh, but the Cali average is about six twenty six, which is definitely ridiculous. Um, so brokers, these fuel surcharges, they're very important right now. Go ahead and share that wealth. And on a lighter note, I did want to give a shout out to Grace Sharkey. Uh, she is a, a friend of the Transportation and Logistics Clubhouse. She's uh, written some write-ups uh, about us with freight waves. And uh, she's just overall a freight tech um, guru at this point. Uh, she has her own show now on Sirius XM Radio. It's going to be, you know... Uh, it's going to be launching, I think it launched this week, actually, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., talking nothing but logistics. So congratulations to her. I can't wait to tune in. Uh, you definitely deserve it because this is this is your lane, Grace. So congratulations to you. Uh, we do have our our distinguished guest on stage already. How are you doing today, Eric? Doing all right, Jory. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining. Um, you know, for the people who don't know who you are, Eric, can you please introduce yourself? And then we're going to we're going to we're going to get into vendor flow. Sure. Oh, boy, myself. Well, uh, I'm Eric Rodriguez. I'm the CEO of vendor flow. I've been in uh, tech companies for 10 or 11 years now. I got my start in trucking about uh, oh, four years ago, trucking tech. And I'm out in Los Angeles, uh, downtown to be specific, where my favorite tacos are in all of town. So next time you're around, I'll be sure to show you. You said your tacos, your favorite tacos? Oh, oh for sure. It's called a guisados. Uh, it's what I call a grandma style tacos. The, the meats are very stewed. It's, it's some special stuff. Uh, you you got to be here to be here to experience it. To be honest, man, that sounds like my style. I, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had an opportunity to get to LA for the very first time in life. Uh, last July and the street tacos, man. I couldn't get yeah. enough of them. You can't go wrong. They're everywhere you turn. And that's why I like being in a, a walkable part of town. Never identified as a walking person, uh, but everything's around me. So it, it's great. I just came back from an errand and uh, got some steps in. Can't complain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And look, the funny thing is, I'm not even surprised that we opened off talking about food. <laughs> it's because, <laughs> right. you know, you at your University of California days, you know, you were part of the cooking club, you know. Is is oh, that boy. where you got that? Is that where you uh, you kind of like got first got into uh, tech? Um, is that what inspired that? That's some pretty uh, deep uh, background research you did there. I haven't heard about that. <laughs> I, I forgot that I did that. No, uh, uh, in, in college, yes, I was in the cooking club, and when I was when I was in college, I didn't even know how to make eggs. I didn't know anything, uh, but for whatever reason, I decided to get into the restaurant industry. Uh, so I worked in uh, uh, various restaurants around the San Francisco Bay Area for my let's say early twenties, and I got to work at a really high end restaurant called uh, Gary Danko. At the time, they were winning all the awards, all that good stuff, and you know some uh, celebrities coming and going. It was a, a pretty wild experience. And I got yelled at a lot, too, which is a hallmark of being in a high-end <laughs> restaurant. 
and, and now I'm uh, kind of immune to being yelled at. It's a uh, it's 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 a superpower. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is awesome, man. Uh, okay, okay. And I would say that you know another superpower is being able to hear no all the time and it not sure. bother you. If you can hear no and you can just tackle that next moment with just as much charisma, just as much energy, uh, you yeah. are on your way. You are definitely on your way. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, so your first stint in, uh, in tech, would you say that was the co-pilot? Yeah, it, it was actually a company called uh, Bloomspot. So everyone here might remember back in 2010, 11, 12, when Groupon was super hot, the daily deal thing. I kind do. of a kind of a social fad, if you will, right? And uh, Bloomspot was kind of like a high-end uh, coupon uh, company competing with Groupon. There were like 20 companies trying to be Groupon at the time, and that was one of them. Uh, so that was my first taste of startups. Honestly, I found it on Craigslist. I found the job on Craigslist. Um, mm. I mean, honestly, I was kind of lucky just by virtue of being in San Francisco. You can kind of just walk outside and find yourself uh, a tech job, which uh, can set you up for a, for a fun career in that space. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what what type of uh, what type of experience or skill sets or even I don't know what you get from doing co-pilot like was that something that helped you uh you know shape what you're doing right now with Vendorflow well sure uh, uh yeah I mean uh co-pilot was one of several uh, early stage uh, technology companies that I've been at and uh you know really the the most important thing is to enter uh industries with a interest in learning and having an open mind and I'm having a certain humility to to let folks who know know their way around uh, show you the way around, and eventually you'll make some observations, and eventually, hopefully, you'll come up with some good ideas and solutions uh, over time. Yes, sir. If you if you yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, so we we go from the restaurant industry. Uh, we have that stint with the you know marketing with Copilot, um, sure. and then you know you go over to Catlink. And you're the director of sales and you're, you're dealing with, you know, a lot of major corporations. Uh, you become, you know, director of sales. So now you're actually thinking about structuring companies and, you know, how all this stuff flows together. What type of what type of, uh, you know, knowledge did that give you and how you wanted to structure vendor flow? And I guess before you even answer that, sure. let's talk about vendor flow. All right. So <laughs> tell me what is vendor flow and how does it relate to trucking today? Right, sure. So, so vendor flow. So, uh, mo- the vast majority of the, the vendor flow team, there's about six of us, myself and five others. The five others are software developers spread across North America primarily. Uh, most of us came out of uh, our prior employer, Next Trucking, uh, which is a kind of a digital freight broker associated with Drage primarily, uh, out in uh, El Segundo, Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got our sort of feet wet, shall we say, in trucking. Uh, we were there for a couple of years. And that's where we made a lot of observations, not just with them, of course, but other uh, logistics folks we did our research with and talked with. Um, we observed the, the sort of uh, scope and scale of communications and logistics. There's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, you know, in the same way that uh, Project 44 is a fantastic uh, visibility solution for logistics, we're, we're over here at VendorFlow asking, what about communications? That's mm-hmm. the that's everyday facet uh, where operations folks are talking with uh, truck drivers, warehouses, shippers, terminals, steamship lines, and everything in between all day long, uh, over email, phone, and call, in a way that's usually kind of an unstructured way, just uh, kind of writing uh, writing love letters at each other over email. Hey, you, uh, hope you're having a good Tuesday. Uh, wh- anyway, what's going on with this one shipment? Uh, you know, details, details. Mm-hmm. It's a very un- unstructured way to communicate. Uh, we're inspired by solutions like Calendly. If folks know Calendly, uh, that's one where you schedule meetings with your with people, right? You send them a link, a Calendly link, 
They click the link, they pick a time. And what happened there is you captured structured data from that person. You booked a meeting that integrates with the calendar. So now your calendar has a meeting on it. But th when you send them that link, they didn't have to install Calendly. They didn't have to set up a login and password and a profile with Calendly. No, two clicks and boom, you've got the information you're looking for. And we're looking to bring that concept to a lot of logistics interactions. Um, the other aspect that we're really excited about is the fact that truck drivers, in our experience, uh, frequently uh, don't like to use these special driver apps. I believe you were talking about that with Abby last week, uh, where right. by our count, there's got to be 50 to 100 of these mobile driver apps. I'm talking TMS apps, marketplace apps, load board apps, visibility apps. And from our research, yeah, drivers only use those things about 25% of the time, and I don't blame them because why should they have uh, 10, 20 apps on their phone uh, to do these basic interactions? And so what is VendorFlow? VendorFlow, the solution here is to allow the uh, broker afford a shipper to interact with drivers in a way that's more friendly, to say, hey, driver, uh, you use whatever channel you like. If you like SMS or WhatsApp or WeChat or Telegram, Facebook Messenger, and uh, it's funny, some, some drivers even on Instagram with this type of thing, uh, we can just reach you wherever they prefer. So you can push those communications to offer them a, a load, uh, to ask for documents, to ask for GPS, uh, by those channels they're already using, uh, like WhatsApp in particular. And so the driver can submit that data back, and everybody's happy. The driver gets to use what they like, and the broker gets to collect the data that they want. Uh, so that's that's the solution we're offering to, to reduce the friction in communications. Nice, nice, nice. And, you know, I have firsthand experience on the friction of communication, uh, you know, being a dispatcher, owning Atlanta Dispatch LLC, and sure. having to communicate with drivers. Even before I owned this dispatch company, however, you know, back in the day when I was uh, working for a corporation, being a dispatcher and dispatching, you know, about 13 dry vans, um, you know, it was the, it was the, the kind of the motto or the mantra of, uh, you know, let the drivers drive, communicate yep. with me. You know, that's that's what I was telling the brokerages. Hey, communicate with me. But now, you know, I'm in that space where brokerages still need to get, you know, information. And now things are just, you know, siloed. They're broken off. These are different yep. motor carriers. Uh, so they're not even all under one uh, TMS that I can see their, their location. You know what I mean? So now I sure. have to communicate with them. And this seems this seems like it will be very helpful for, you know, a dispatch service, you know, just being able to, um, you know, have that integrate it into your TMS and you do all these things from the computer versus, you know, all of these different phone numbers and text messages here and there. Um, it seems like it would just keep it all streamlined. Would you would you agree that's, you know, one of the, the hidden gems in doing it? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say it does keep things organized because, yeah, I mean, I, I talk to brokers all the time and they say, oh, yeah, we, we do communicate with drivers through all these channels, but it's all split up. It's sometimes email, SMS, WhatsApp, Telegram and beyond. And what, the, what that looks like, though, is you have a dispatcher using their personal phone, their personal telegram, their personal WhatsApp to do this communication. That's not really a professional way for a business to be doing communication. So to draw a distinction here, as a business, uh, your operations team should be able to push communications in one portal, and VendorFlow will figure out, okay, this driver likes WhatsApp, cool, route it there. This driver likes Telegram, wonderful, route it there. Uh, so you guys don't need to worry about, the, you, the broker, don't need to worry about uh, you know, maintaining all these different channels. Uh, you get the benefit of the driver gets what they want. And it, for you, you don't have to worry about all these different silos. You get one uh, sort of uh, centralized view of, of, or omni-channel, if you like, of all these communications uh, that are happening in your organization. 
Right. And how do you kind of, is it just more of a, a question answer thing of how you find out what the driver prefers? Yeah, you know, the, the way this is looking is, okay, so if there's a, there's a broker and they communicate with an owner operator, they would put their phone number in, in VendorFlow basically, and the VendorFlow would send uh, a, a sort of introductory communication to the driver that says, hey, uh, we're on VendorFlow, and uh, what channels do you prefer? And what's interesting is, at, you know, if you give us VendorFlow a phone number, we can sort of, for lack of a better word, I'm not an engineer, but query or ping to see, okay, well, does this driver have WhatsApp, true, false? Uh, does this uh, driver gotcha. have a messenger, true, false? And then we could say, okay, well, these are the four channels they use. So we can hit them. Uh, we can, we'll have to guess to start off. We'll hit them at one of them and say, hey, driver, what do you prefer? And we can default to whatever that is because you're going to benefit by getting uh, more a happier driver who's, who's less uh, burdened with these uh, special driver apps. And also you're going to get faster response times which is good for you and good for your customer because your customer wants, uh, you know, insight into, into what's going on uh, with these, these shipments. Um, so, so really it's a way to, um, to, to, to reduce the friction to reach them where they are. Okay. Look, and I might be showing my age here, man, but what's Telegram? <laughs> I've never heard of Telegram. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Uh, there are, there's gotta be six, seven of these social messaging apps. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think we'll be supporting TikTok anytime soon, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, so Telegram, uh, you know, uh, Telegram might not like this description. Uh, uh, they're very similar to WhatsApp is the description. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's funny. So the way you think about these different apps, a lot of them line up on sort of uh, geographical lines. You know, it's kind of like, well, you use whatever your friends and family use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, friends and family will generally uh, line up into their own groups and communities. And what we're seeing is, so WeChat's an easy one, right? WeChat is, is Chinese. So, yeah, it's going to be predominantly used by the Chinese driving community. That mm-hmm. makes sense. That one's not hard, right? Uh, but WhatsApp is funny because, uh, well, WhatsApp is su- is generally popular worldwide, uh, mm-hmm. but very popular in India mm-hmm. and very popular in Latin America and South America. So uh, that's another one. Some of our earliest customers, they primarily work with Indian American and Latin American uh, owner operators. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're already using these channels to talk with them. Uh, but by using VendorFlow, we have a, a, an upgraded way, a more enterprise standard to work with them and also capture data from them. And uh, Telegram, my understanding of Telegram is that's more uh, Eastern Europe and Middle East uh, kind of uh, background. And, of course, you'll, you'll have random people using all these things, but they tend to, to congeal in these communities. And what's hilarious is when I talk to different brokers, some of them will say, well, well, Eric, well, obviously WhatsApp is what you need to be supporting. Okay, cool. So, and it's like, tell me what app you like, and I can probably tell you what, what your driver community looks like. You know what I mean? Because right. uh, another one, uh, they were more deep south. In the south, I'm mostly here in Telegram, where they're like, oh, I, I, Telegram's obviously the most important one. And they're like, WhatsApp? I hardly know what WhatsApp even is. And it's hilarious because it's such a big part of some people's lives, but it's a zero in other people's lives. Just like you. You know WhatsApp, but you don't know Telegram. It's probably just a kind of a reflection of the community and folks that you uh, tend to communicate with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. And, you know, that is interesting. Um, the When was the very first time I used WhatsApp? I think I had just moved to Dubai. And sure, that's when, you know, and that's when I, it kind of came to me um, yeah. just being able to communicate freely back to the folks here in America. And for me, you know, as a freshly graduated college kid, um, you know, it was it was the more it was a cheaper way. OK, yeah, <laughs> it was sure. a cheaper way, yeah. you know, just using the Internet versus having to pay for a calling card, because that's essentially yeah. what we had to do, man. Um, but yeah. uh 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely hear where you're coming from with that, but that's, that's yeah, very well, interesting. If I can add to that a little bit, same experience as you. Uh, when I when I would kind of travel to Europe or this or that, uh, you know, in, in past years, back when that was a thing, you know, uh, yeah, I, I use WhatsApp uh, for that. But that was more of a I'm traveling and so I'm using WhatsApp. It, since COVID, I've been using WhatsApp on a daily basis just with my friends and family. Uh, nice. And, and it, you, you just it's just. Exactly like the way you said nice and exactly that tone, it is nice. Like using that app, it's it's a much easier way to communicate with your friends and family. You can record your voice and sharing images and sharing links. It's just a, it's just a nicer experience. And I would encourage people to explore uh, these apps. If you've been hearing about them, maybe now's the time to, to dive in. Because I have some stats here. I don't know if you guys do trivia with your, with your uh, community here in the room. But well, definitely. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, I got some stats here. I got some stats here. Okay, so... So WhatsApp, WhatsApp monthly active users globally, worldwide. What, how many, uh, how many monthly active users do you think there are of WhatsApp? Or, or Mon- if you wanted to, to comment. If oh yeah yeah well actually let me uh let me turn on hand raising just in case. But okay. if I just had to guess monthly users, yep. WhatsApp worldwide. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say one point five billion. Oh, nice! That is very good. That is very good. Are there any other guesses, or should I? Should I <laughs> go ahead and reveal? <laughs> it's uh, two billion, and, ah. and that is two billion as of uh, about six months ago. So I'm going to bet you it's it's a little more. Uh, so it's it's there and growing. To give wow. you a sense of scale for these other apps, Facebook Messenger is about 1.3 billion. WeChat is about 1.3 billion. Telegram is about 600 million. Uh, that's globally. And now, you know, your audience might say, okay, well, globally, that's, that's all well and good, but what about this country? Because that's where we're doing most of our, our moves, right? Well, okay. Uh, so I, I only have the data on WhatsApp in that regard, but for WhatsApp, it's about 75 million Americans are uh, active users of WhatsApp, which I'd say is a, a pretty good chunk because, you know, I mean... I would do. Yeah, you know, I mean, children aren't really using it, and, you know, uh, I don't think my, my grandma's using it either. So if you think <laughs> about the, the folks who are sort of a- active in the workforce and all that good stuff... That's a pretty good chunk of Americans are already on these are already on these apps, and that's our full philosophy. Why why make people install another app when they already have the app? It's called WhatsApp, and on WhatsApp you can share your GPS, you can share documents, and uh, one of the fun things that I, I, I can't really show because we're an audio uh, an audio only uh, uh, conversation here, uh, but in WhatsApp uh, the the broker can push a little what I call a micro form. Just imagine in WhatsApp natively. Uh, a little uh, thing that says, hey, accept load or, or, or reject load. Two little buttons in WhatsApp. You can just press it right there. You don't have to click a link and go to a place and then do something. No, no, no. Right in WhatsApp, you accept the load or reject the load or whatever the uh, request for data may be. Uh, so that's what we're leaning into. Because big picture, these apps, they're all on a mission. WeChat, Telegram, WhatsApp, they're, they're on their kind of world conquest mission. You know what I mean? Like they're adding payments and they're adding uh, e-commerce and they're adding... Uh, advertising and all this media, all this fun stuff, right? And uh, over time, we—I'm bullish over here that they're going to add more and more and more capabilities uh, to allow uh, logistics organizations to communicate with drivers in in the direction we're going. Yes, sir. Okay. So when you you kind of mentioned some of the technology just is already natively in WhatsApp, would you say yep. that you know you mentioned that? They are able to share their lo- their GPS. Are you saying that you know some brokerages are able to tap into someone's 
uh, you know, GPS on by by way of their WhatsApp to keep accurate tab of where they are. Yeah, it would be, but there's a, yes, but there's a really important distinction to be made there because uh, our our belief is that we want the driver to always feel in control and and sort of comfortable with when and how they're sharing the location. You know, it's kind of upsetting when you install an app that you don't know. And you, it's just like, okay, well, I assume it's just tracking me all the time. I don't know. It, it's never clear. It's always a little shady, a little, always a little upsetting. I, I yeah, would I would say and, a lot of my drivers have issues for that very reason. But, yeah, uh, trust uh, issues, <laughs> and rightly so. I don't blame them. It's cool. Uh, but WhatsApp is different, right? Because it's just like it's just like how you share with your friends. Um, it, you choose to share or you don't, and and you're in control. There's no there's no one else who's going to like take take it from you or grab it from you without your explicit consent on a case-by-case, like, moment-by-moment basis. Um, so we're a big believer in, in giving, putting that power in, in the hands of the drivers to, to share when it's requested um, in, in a more, you know, we think it's a much more respectful way to be because, yeah, I mean, the phone is not the truck. Sometimes the driver gets out of the truck. Sometimes the driver does personal stuff. And you know what? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to track that. <laughs> I don't think they want right, to track right. that either. Well, true. Well, I guess my question, uh, while while you hit it, um, was more so: is that something that um, you know could be uh, something that a driver utilizes? Not saying that they're yeah. trying to sneak it in, but are sure. you? In, is it possible for that tracking to then be um, provided to vendor flow? Like, so what if? Yeah. So right. Okay, so, go ahead. Fair point. Let me clarify that. So. Okay, let's say a, a dispatcher or a broker uh, wants to request the location of a driver, and uh-huh. they're already kind of set up in, what, in vendor flow, and the driver's using WhatsApp. Okay, great. The the dispatcher would on vendor flow. Vendor flow looks a whole lot like Slack or Microsoft, Microsoft Teams or Discord. If any of y'all use this kind of team uh, chat communication so- solutions, or any like Dialpad or Ring Central, like that, right? Okay, so you got your driver, and you push a re- location request kind of template at them. And the, the driver in the driver sees, okay, like the broker wants my location. I can share or I cannot share. And they, they share. And then, then, uh, vendor flow captures the GPS data, the, uh, the, uh, latitude longitude for the, the, uh, software developers in the house. That's, that's what they want to hear. And that'll go to the TMS. So to be clear, vendor flow is not trying to be the TMS. No, no, no. We are capturing the data that flows into the TMS. So we need to integrate with TMS so that the TMS is up to date. And if the TMS is up to date, then, you know, uh, a lot of downstream folks are going to be happier because they'll have better visibility into what's going on. Okay, I got you. Well, look, this is a very, very random, you know, integration question. Sure. Uh, you know, it. would it be able to integrate with something that's not a TMS, but something that is just as important, like a, a phone system, like a Ring Central or something like that? Yeah, so... So certainly beyond TMS, we, we see like ERP and visibility platforms like Project 44 as, as kind of of the same class, like systems that want to be updated with this type of data. Now, in terms of Ring Central and Dialpad, that's, that's interesting. I mean, there's definitely an opportunity there. Um, we would have to learn about what Ring Central can do to be able to push those things. Um, but there's, there's certainly opportunity. You know, um, with the way that um, vendor flow works, though, to be clear, it's not just pushing the templates, but also just loose communications too, just whatever you want to say to them. But we give you these templates as well, so you can, when you're looking to capture structured data, like booking loads, capturing documents, capturing GPS. 
Right. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking is specifically for that. You know, I've learned recently that Ring Central, you know, you can definitely text from, you know, let's just say your your business number or your direct line within your business. So it keeps things nice and easy. You don't have to use your personal cell phone when you're dealing with all of these random drivers. Um, Now, to say if, you know, uh, something like your application, excuse me, your service vendor flow, being able to tap into something like that, it would just, you know, it it would be cool because my next question was, you know, when somebody is sending a text message uh, because the driver's preferred way of communicating is via text message, what number is actually popping up? Yeah, that's that's a very important point because, yeah, if it's an unrecognized number, I don't pick it up and I don't expect other people to pick it up either. I get it. So when we when VendorFlow sets up or does the setup process with a broker, we we basically grab their uh, business phone number and make sure that that's tied into this. So any communication that's being pushed through VendorFlow is is absolutely the business line. So and, and, you know some of the feedback we've gotten from other brokers is you know even with things like Ring Central, uh, where I understand it's kind of like um, one employee is one number, another employee is another number, another employee is another number. Uh, our style is more, it's the organization. So if, if, the, if the broker is called Acme Logistics, then they're going to get a text message from Acme Logistics, and that'll be the, the phone number of Acme Logistics. They call it back. It'll be, you know, hey, hey, thanks for calling Acme Logistics. Like, so it's, it's got to be to a high standard. It can't be some random number, for sure. Right, right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm, I'm trying to get to um, with my own organization. I love the fact that I have the ability to just have one standard number, one, you know, one one main number, and yep. then I can text off of uh, Ring Central. I can, you know, use the app on my phone to make the calls or make the text messages all the same. Yep. Um, yep. But everybody else in my organization has that same ability. So, you know, that wouldn't be a, uh, you know, that wouldn't kind of dissuade me from using uh, vendor flow that, you know, it would have to come from a main phone number. I guess we could talk about this later uh, you know, to see if this is something that I can actually get integrated to my system, you know, because I'm interested. You know, there are so many different uh, people that are using different uh, ways of communication. So the fact is, I'm a fan of the one stop shop, you know, um, so all yeah, right. I appreciate that. And, and, and our whole philosophy here is being low friction. Uh, so it's, it's important to make a distinction. This is ad- additive in nature. In other words, it's not like, oh, you got to rip out your whole phone system just to use vendor flow. No, no, no. Whatever you got in place, you got a, a lovely uh, phone tree voice going on. Keep it. Great. Keep it. Um, this is additive. So now, in addition to everything you have, you can also send messages to WhatsApp, Telegram, and beyond. Uh, so that's that's an important distinction because I, I get it. Folks are, are always uh, uh, cautious to, to launch some huge uh, software migration project. Never fun. Always takes forever. Uh, that's why we want to keep it keep it simple. Keep it light and additive. Yes, sir. So, you know, you guys have been going for a couple of years now. Who was then the first, like, earliest adopter? Like, what company would you say was, like, your first customer? Yeah, no, um, uh, probably our first uh, sort of a true believer, if you will, is uh, yeah. uh, Best, Bay, Best Bay Trucking. Uh, so Param Singh is the owner. He's He's been fantastic uh, with us and they they have a, a bit of a track record of trying out uh, the new stuff on the block, you know, and and so we we tend to we naturally gravitated toward folks who have a track record of uh, being open to experimenting with new stuff and and uh, giving us that uh, great feedback, you know, 
And yeah, they, they have, have been working with a primarily um, <clears throat> uh, their owner operator group. They're, they're a drayage uh, company out in the Port of Oakland primarily. But yeah, the, uh, the drivers they work with, a lot of them come from the Sikh Indian community. And so they've already been using WhatsApp this whole time in the, until VendorFlow comes along. Okay, great. Well, now they have an enterprise standard. So it's not, um, you know, 20 employees using their personal WhatsApps. No, no. Now it's best based, much more professional uh, using a business account WhatsApp to reach these drivers and, yeah, capture the data that flows back into the TMS. So they've been wonderful to work with and nice. uh, couldn't have been uh, more pleased. We need those kind of early partners uh, to, to really give us the feedback. We don't want a transactional relationship. We want a, a much deeper relationship where we're really talking, we're really communicating, and understanding what the needs are so we can do our best. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the way in which you start, you know, building up the systems and making it a, a, a more robust system when you yeah. have that partnership with somebody who can really give you the in and outs of what, you know, what they need, even after they have a nice service, what would make it a little bit stronger? What would be, yeah. you know, the next thing? So, yeah, you got to have that working relationship in order to get that. Always. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've started modestly. You know, we've started mostly with Drage folks. Because that's kind of what we come from. Those are our roots. That's a lot of our network. But we're expanding into into full truckload and LTL and all that as well. And, uh, you know, there's a big need in cross-border because, uh, well, especially cross-border to Mexico. I, I don't know quite so much about cross-border to Canada. But if it's cross-border to Mexico, it's WhatsApp, the end. End of discussion. And that's, <laughs> that's the communication that the, uh, the drivers use. So uh, let's make it easy on ourselves and, and reach them where they are. Uh, so it's kind of funny how, how that works as well. Uh, but, you know, there's a broader... I, I, I'm sensing a broader cultural shift within trucking, uh, and what I mean by this is, is so I, you know, I go to these conferences, uh, you know, TIA conference and, and, and Manifest conference and things like this, right? And what I'm hearing from more and more and more brokers is this realization that, like, yeah, you know, we commissioned our IT department to build an app, or we use the, the TMS app uh, for the drivers, and they're 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 coming to realize, you know. There's nothing to feel bad about. Drivers just don't want to use these things. And no matter how many features you want to add to that thing, it's just not going to happen. And so they're coming to this conclusion together that, like, yeah, maybe there's got to be a better way to be more accommodating with drivers. Um, you know, a, a funny little story I heard was uh, more on the, the China side uh, of uh, the ports. So Port Drive-In and the Port of Ningbo in Hong Kong or wh- whatever the names of those ports are, um, they have an issue because American shippers are hoping those Chinese drivers will use – uh, American visibility apps, and good luck with that. I don't even know right. if you can install an American app in China. Right, wow. Uh, and so, well, what we, what we can do, though, is integrate with WeChat. And, you know, I, I'd like to say that I, I'm the, you know, the, the first and only guy who's ever thought about this. No, uh, these folks are already thinking about that, already talking about that. Uh, so I, we're sensing that, like, the market is kind of coming to this realization uh, that, okay, the, the, the trucker app is kind of a, I don't want to, that's a little harsh to call it a failed experiment, but it's, a, it's an experiment that has great limitations. And there's got to be uh, another way to, to reach drivers uh, to acknowledge that drivers are diverse. They got their own preferences, they, they got their own way to work. And rather than fighting them and doing the whole uh, carrot and stick routine with uh, we're, we're going to quick pay you if you use the app and we're going to pay you slow if you don't, come on now. Uh, let's, uh, let's find right. a, a, a more respectful way uh, to, to work with drivers. Yes, sir. I agree with you 100 percent. And, you know, I thought I was I was very surprised when you said Best Bay, because of all companies, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting into, hey, secrets out the bag now. Cause I'm about to say, hey, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm getting into port operations. All right. Oh, so, you know, having carriers that want 
loads uh, from various ports in the southeast. Holla at me. But Best Bay is one of those companies that I was looking to work with, you know, on, you know, some stuff here in the local Atlanta area. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm looking to build a relationship with them. Um, I have spoken to one person so far, but, you know, I hey, Eric, you might be the plug, man. Hook, me up, with some, hook <laughs> me up with some of your guys, okay, when the drainage communities, because I'm interested. Very, very interested. Um, I love yeah. it. Yes, There's sir. A lot of- Port Drage is a funny time, you know, uh, uh, just uh, with the, I mean, it's it's arguably sort of the, the cradle of a lot of the supply chain challenges that have been uh, observed over the last couple of years. And uh, I, I, my understanding is there might be some uh, antitrust action against the steamship lines, uh, which might help to reduce some of the, the, the messiness and the fees and stuff. But uh, I've been talking to shippers lately. Now, Vendorflow doesn't typically sell to shippers, but shippers feel the pain point of not getting the visibility they need. They, they, got, they got an opinion on that for sure. And the feedback we've been getting from shippers lately is that drayage is, is sort of the black hole. It's like, great, we, we have good visibility when it's on the, on the steamship line that cr- come across the ocean. Great. We got pr- pretty good visibility when it hits the terminal. Great. And then it disappears. <laughs> and then it shows up at the warehouse. You know what I mean? Right, right, uh, so, right. So, uh, and, and drayage is tough because there's so many owner-operators. And when it's owner-operators, it's hard to do the, the ELD tracking thing because it's so one-off. It's so varied. It's so messy. And so... We actually see a lot of opportunity in particular around drayage visibility. Also, a high density of, of immigrant drivers. So, therefore, a high density of folks who use these apps that we've been talking about on this call. Yes, sir. All right. So, in layman's terms, folks, um, if you have some port operations, some drayage operations, uh, holla at our man Eric right here because he has an app for you. <laughs> he has a program, a software for you that might make your day a little bit easier. Um so I did want to say that. And what's what's the service like? You know, are there different tiers that people mm-hmm. get? You know, what's the what's the price looking like if somebody was interested in vendor flow? Well, you know, in terms of tiers and stuff, it's it's so we we target um, what what I would call uh, sort of mid market level organizations. So that would look like uh, a broker or a drage carrier who works with owner operators that has, let's say, you know, more than more than fifteen employees. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but also less than a thousand. <laughs> we're we're not uh, we're not quite ready for the the biggest of big leagues. Uh, that's why we say kind of mid market. Maybe that translates to something like forty million in revenue to five hundred million in revenue. You could say that's a really big range, but uh, but there's definitely a lot of folks above and below those numbers. You know, um, mm-hmm. so so we tend to work in that stage because yeah, there's going to be a whole process of you know uh, getting your business line set up through the sort of the WhatsApp business API and these other um, channels. So, so, so yeah, that's kind of the, the stage we're at. Um, you know, we charge annual subscription and then by, by usage. In other words, how many messages you're sending. Um, it's, it's hard to uh, – sorry for the cop-out. I apologize. But it's hard to give a specific uh, <laughs> dollar uh, figure on, on the call. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a matter of just understanding what the needs are and, and, and going from there, of course. Okay. Yeah, I completely understand. And, uh, you know, nobody want to be locked to that rate in case, you know, something happens. So, no, I, I completely understand. I respect it. I like the way you did it. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, man, I don't know if he answered my question yet. Yeah. Well, well, no, no. So, what's funny, though, what's funny, though and, and just to be transparent, you know, we're, we're, we're still a fairly early stage company, you know. So, yes, we're, still, we're still figuring this out with our early customers. Uh, honestly, our, our objectives as a company right now 
are to demonstrate a good handful of happy customers uh, before we get ahead of ourselves and with trying to scale up in, in, in all these different directions. Uh, we, we, it's more of a relationship with our, our early adopters uh, that's, that's really important to sort of uh, nurture, as they say. And our real goal, our real motivation, if you want to call it an ulterior motive, call it what you like, is to have uh, positive case studies, te- positive testimonials. Uh, from right. early adopters. That's that's our goal that we're going to be focusing on through spring and summer and likely beyond uh, before we get, get too far ahead of ourselves. Yes, sir. The purest form of marketing is word of mouth from somebody who has used your service. So, yeah. no, I think that's a, I think that's awesome. You know, especially in this industry. I, I hope we never have to do the, the you know, the email blast where you, you, you buy a, a sketchy list, uh, 10,000 emails and you <laughs> they never heard of you. I, I hope we never have to do that. I, I really hope that uh, this will be more of a referral style uh, arrangement. And so far, that's how it's been. I mean, almost everyone I talk to has been some some uh, friendly fellow or a woman, uh, uh, you know, referring uh, to another in the network. And and that goes that cuts both ways, doesn't it? So if you burn a couple people, then oh boy, it does that get around in, in the other direction? So that's why we've been cautious and careful to make sure that uh, we're we're. Uh, doing this in a, in a responsible way. Yes, sir. I mean, that's, you know, if we're talking about uh, last week hearing from Abby, she said that same exact thing. You yeah. know, them being a brand new company, there was right. one person that got a little hurt by the operation and uh, they went on, they had a mission on, <laughs> you know, giving them one star. So, no, I, oh, I definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, scale responsibly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So look, let me ask this question then, you know, since you are in the earlier stages of where you want your company to be and somebody was hearing this message right now, um, are there opportunities for investments or like investing people getting, you know, uh, in on the early side of things? Right. No, that's a good question. Um, We so so. Uh, let me provide context and then I'll give a straight answer. I mean, straight answer is yes in theory. Like in, in theory, always sure. You know what I mean? But um, but let me provide some context to that. So we we raised some venture capital in uh, July of last year. Uh, we raised from a couple of VCs, one called 10110, one called Amplify LA. We chose these VCs. Well, one, culturally, we really like the, who these people are. They feel like we understand them and they understand us and their operations folks. Like they've They've done the work. They're not just like pure pure finance folks, you know. And uh, they've invested in great uh, logistics tech companies. They've invested in companies like Navtrack and Flock Freight and Optimal Dynamics and uh, Platform Sciences and Clutter. And we say, okay, you know what? If we're if we're uh, we we feel like we're in good company. If we're along those logos, that's a, that's a good place to be. And we also got some angel investment as well. So the CEO from Project Forty Four, uh, Jet McCandless, he put in a little bit, as well as the CEO of Flock. Oh, nice. And, oh, well, and, oh, for and, both of them, nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And, uh, so, yeah, no, we're, we're thrilled with uh, the the folks we got around the table. You know, the rule the rule you you want to have as an early stage tech company is what I call no uncle money. Uh, you, you know, your uncle wants to put in some money or whatever, but it's like, okay, but but does your uncle work in supply chain? Like, does he know people in this industry? Does he really understand what we're doing, or is it just money for the sake of money? You want people. Who in in so investing, they are now also on your team. They're going to fight for you. They're going to make great intros. That's what you want. Uh, so through that lens, you know that that's what we look for in, in uh, folks who are uh, investing. It's almost like hiring an employee. You know what I mean? Uh, you you want to make sure it's someone who who you really share values with, and they're gonna we're gonna work together for years to come. You know? 
Yes, sir. But, no, I but yeah, the answer is yes, in the sense of like, yeah, I mean, of course, we're, we're, we're open to it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, most likely later in summer, uh, we will pursue what I would call a, a formal fundraising process uh, through, okay. uh, through uh, Venture and, and Angels. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds good. It makes perfect sense, especially when you're in this stage. You do want people who are going to, you know, bring you more than just money, give you opportunities, yeah. be an advocate, open some doors, give you yeah. some some best, you know, practices on how to scale to here. Yeah. So I, I completely agree, brother. Okay. Um, and are there any applications you're thinking for this outside of trucking? That's funny, you know. Um, when people talk about the the long long term and long game, I got a couple notes on that. One one thing I'd like to comment broadly on on logistics tech software, if I may, it's related yeah, go for related it. point, which is that um, you know I, I think it benefits logistics tech software to have a clear identity, uh, which is why I have so much respect for Project Forty Four. They are the visibility layer of logistics, or, or that's my best, uh, you know, I'm sure their marketing department would have slightly different words, but you get the gist of it. Like it's very, hey, man, this they are they great. Do. They are great. <laughs> this is what they do. This is what they're good at. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, and, and it would be very, very uh, faux pas to name names, but there's a lot of logistics tech companies where they, they kind of claim to do everything. And, uh, you know, in, in the name, uh, it's the, the name of the software has either the word truck or cargo or freight in it. And it's like, man, like, you can't tell the difference between all these companies because they're all a TMS and a load board and a visibility platform and a, a matchmaking algorithm and a pricing engine and a this and a that and a that. And when I went to the TIA conference, the uh, the IT buyers, they were like, man, like I, I, got a, I got a wallet full of uh, company budget ready to buy, but I can't tell a damn difference between these companies. So they all claim to do everything. It's not clear what they do. It's do I have to buy all of it or just modules? Man, it's a mess. And that's why we as VendorFlow, we talk about the long game. We always want to be in this communications layer uh, kind of lane, if you will. Now, now to, to, to your question about where we're going with this, absolutely. We see this going beyond just communicating with truck drivers. We think truck drivers is a great place to start because that's where there's a big problem, big pain point. But as my earlier uh, example or analogy around Calendly, where you, you send someone a link and they can book the calendar invite, same idea uh, with a lot of logistics interactions. Maybe you're uh, gonna. Maybe you're a shipper that wants to ask a warehouse if they have room for three more pallets. You might want to push that to them in a way that the shipper can kind of accept the request with a click, rather than just writing back and forth and then having to transcribe it into the system. So we see this. We see vendor flow being this little uh, super supercharger for any communications in supply chain, where operations folks are talking with operations folks and other companies. You know, warehouses, terminals, steamship lines, uh, all these other manufacturing. Uh, that's that's where we see this going, uh, big picture, long term. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you for the additional context and for uh, <laughs> no, certainly because you know I, I like to be able to see how things relate, um, especially yeah. from somebody else who's in the industry in a different you know role than I'm in. So you're you're seeing it from a different way than I am on a daily basis. So I love to hear those new perspectives and, you know, get me some more understanding on, you know, how things are shifting, changing and coming together yeah. all at the same time. So, Absolutely. all right, well, look, did, uh, you know, I, I'm going to open it up for questions. So if people, if you had any questions about vendor flow or just to Eric in general, uh, please raise your hands. But in the meantime, Eric, I did, I wanted to know, is there anything that you wanted to say that we didn't get a chance to touch on already? Oh boy. 
Um, I, th- I think we covered a good amount. It, it might uh, come to me in a moment, uh, but no, I'm pretty pretty pleased with how we what we covered. Okay, yeah, um, I'm very grateful to have you on stage, brother. Um, you know, I, I, if there are any questions, please go ahead and raise your hands. Otherwise, we're going to just uh, you know go ahead and bring the room to a close. Um, but ultimately, I did want to just say you know. Congratulations on, you know, everything that you've done thus far. Uh, I know that you guys are just getting started. So, you know, you have so many other, you know, so many other places. I can't wait to see where you guys are a month from now and then two months from that. I know you're just going to continue to grow. And uh, it's exciting to be able to talk to you at this point because I know where you guys are going. So congratulations. Um, And I do hope to stay in touch, brother. Did you... uh, you know, and that's basically it. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And, and just a, a brief plug, I mean, I, if anyone interested in following what we're up to, I would say our LinkedIn page is the, the is really the spot. Uh, that's okay. where we post everything. That's where we have everything going on. We don't really tweet much. Uh, we don't really have a Facebook page. Uh, so, yeah, so if anyone is interested, uh, LinkedIn would be the spot to check us out. Just type in the company name, Vendor Flow. That's what O-R, not E-R. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll get there. So thank you so much for the time and everyone's attention in the room as well. Uh, greatly appreciated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, guys, tune in on Monday, seven thirty a.m. as we partner with Freight Waves to do the hot not list: where to send your trucks to and where to avoid with their sonar team. Um, Eric, you have a blessed one, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.